0: The Rodman and Jackson episodes made me think that there's too much Dennis Rodman and there's too there's too much sports related Dennis Rodman to ever get a really good portrait of the most interesting man in NBA history.
1: Amen. It made me really want a Dennis Rodman full on doc. It it really wasn't it, it didn't scratch the surface. So
0: did you do did you watch the 30 for 30 about Rodman?
1: Yeah. Which gets a little closer, but I don't think anybody's really gotten close to the full picture with him.
0: So here's the thing that's lacking in all of it. It's all the non-basketball stuff, which is where I think is actually interesting. Like, on court, you see why he's interesting. You don't need to do a deep dive into, like, why is a guy that's obsessed about rebounds interesting. There's no one that's obsessed with rebounds except for Dennis Rodman, period.
1: Yeah, the basketball stuff, the NBA antics, the upbringing which is all you know relevant and fascinating but you're right they don't delve deep enough into what happened off the court with him
0: so what are you most interested when it comes to dennis rodman because i might know more than you just simply being in chicago during those years and being a wrestling guy oh but here's the thing i wasn't a wrestling fan at the time okay i didn't get into wrestling until 2015 like super into wrestling
1: Okay. Well, so, to answer your first question, I mean, yeah. watching this doc, I, I I felt like, damn, I could I could do a full hour on those forty eight hours in Vegas.
0: Oh yeah, like um, that sh- that should be like the prequel to the Hangover. Yes, yes. Yeah, somebody needs to like remake that really quick. <laughs> I would like to point out that he didn't need he didn't want a vacation. He needed a vacation.
1: That's right. That's right. It was a nece- it was a necessity. Um, I don't know. I just, I think I, I don't know that there's anything I want to learn about him. I just want a deeper character study, if that makes I'll sense. Oh, I agree completely.
0: But like, there's a handful Especially
1: of- when you watch him talk now, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, what's underneath this all?
0: Well, the, the 30 for 30 that's just about Runman sort of did that because you have essentially the lost years where he's like partying 24 seven, which he still kind of is, but like that's where mm-hmm. you get to find out that like, Oh, he, that's how he's now barely able to form a sentence and not answering any question that's actually posed to him. Yeah. But fair. in those era, the, the 96 to 98 Rodman, he's, he's there. Like he, he's mentally there. Uh, he's clearly drunk driving, drinking Miller lights on motorcycles. And, there's a lot that the general public might sort of remember. Like, he was the host of House of Style on MTV. Yes, he was. That's not nothing. No. He starred in a Jean-Claude Van Damme action movie in 1997. Like, a big... <laughs> not moderate. Like, a moderate-budget, big-release movie. Like, and what? That pre... Come on. Yeah. Where's that? There was that? actually
1: a really... There was a really, really good... um. Vulture actually did a good article on this as a recap by David J. Roth that talks exactly about this. they They kind of, you know, tease all these things like him being in that film. and and it, it says exactly what we're saying where it's like this wasn't enough. It was just it it, it kind of skirted around all the more interesting things and just it, it, the thing this Doc is doing, which is kind of predictable, is mm-hmm. it just brings everything back to Jordan. It's like how did Rodman exist as it related to Michael Jordan? Oh, he needed a few games off and then Michael Jordan had to go find him and then he came back so they could win again. It, you know, it's it's not going too much deeper than how this all orbits around MJ.
0: Yeah, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> but
1: it's not the supposed to be the premise of the doc, right? It's no, supposed the premise to be of the story no, about
0: the Bulls that year. Yeah, but it is. It all leads to like it it's getting there. I I don't blame that at all. Well, I wish
1: they would have called it Michael Jordan the Last Dance because then That's fair. You know,
0: That's absolutely fair. And like I thought last night we were going to finally get the Steve Kerr uh, punching story because they sort of alluded to it. By the way, uh, you're on uh, Venmo, right? What's that? Are you on Venmo? Yes, I am. Okay, because like Michael Jordan, I have to be uh, honest with my debts, and I have to pay the fiddler when it's due. (laughs) So last week I said there's no way Judd Bushler will be mentioned by name. And not only was Judd Butchler mentioned by name, there was about five seconds of modern-day Judd Butchler.
1: On camera, baby. That was really cool. He was there. Were you surprised at all that
0: that the (laughs) Bushman made it to the documentary, The Last Dance?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised because I made this bet. I didn't think it would happen so quickly. I'm very surprised. It was almost like halfway through through episode three. I was like, oh, there we go. Boom.
0: I am shocked that he made it.
1: (laughs) It was it was nice to see. I love I sure love all the I, I loved Horace Grant's interview. My God, like, Horace Grant should awful. have
0: been in episode one or two. The yeah, he, he, he should, should have been be in the Pippin episode.
1: Still, where's Tony Kukoc?
0: Yeah, that's that is that going to be its own episode? Because if so, like it I'm must. legitimately excited to see this. Because my wife watched these two with me on like, last week, and she said like Where is he supposed to be like super mean? When is Jordan supposed to be like a super bad dude? Because he's not there yet."
1: Right. Well, we don't know if that's ever going to get there. I mean, no, I it's going to get the there. Timeline, it's got to get there. They didn't there. do a great job with the timeline on these last two. It was kind of all over the place. And the interesting thing about this is. There have been 30 for 30s that touch on so many of these things. Like, we got a bad boys 30 for 30. So I didn't really need to – I get it. Yes, yes, yes. Bad boys, Jordan rules. We've done all that. Um, obviously, not everybody's seen these 30 for 30s, but same with Rodman. And I assume when they go to Coach, we're going to get some of the, like, Vladi Divac, the Drazen Petrovic stuff. Like, that's all probably going to happen. I don't
0: happen. know because we already, had, we already had the Lakers series sort of done. So why are we going to get Divac? To contextualize Tony Kukoc's place in the NBA. Just okay, the, political,
1: right. the political part of it. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I, I we'll love see. it. I mean, I'm enjoying it. Oh, so much. So much. <laughs> and I've been very strong as to not binge at all because, of course, it has been leaked. I did not touch the leak. I am I don't, really enjoying doing is, this. Does the leak involve all 10 episodes? Yeah.
0: I didn't think they were done with episode 10.
1: Uh, maybe I'm wrong. That's what I had... That that's what I had thought happened. But I, even name? if it was available, I would I, I'm enjoying this too much. This was
0: great. <laughs> Jack Insley. <laughs> I'm looking for you. I'm not seeing you on here. Maybe there's a dash. I'm not spending five dollars to a random Jack Insley. This is very important. There's only oh, that there should you. Only okay, be cool. yeah, there I am.
1: Um, I think I have to add you. That a, was a, that was one of my favorite scenes of this second batch. Here is Jordan on the plane, gloating about the hundred dollars he made yeah. as a guy made thirty-five million a year. You're like, this is how you know this is a fucking gambling addict right here. Yeah, the the pure like joy in his eyes, holding that one hundred dollar bill. I'm like, yeah, this guy's a fucking gambling junkie. Uh,
0: are you surprised that? I'm kind of surprised that there's no other wives involved or any wives involved. Well, Pippin was left by his wife. um, (laughs) Oh, we know there's an entire like Bravo network based around that.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe it's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to hear from Jordan's family. more. I want to know what Juanita thinks. Like
0: I'm legitimate. Like she's one of the richest people in the world. I haven't seen her on camera. I want to hear more from Jordan's brother.
1: I want to hear more yeah. from his kids who had failed the NBA careers. I mean or but one kid I don't remember, but yeah, I want I want more of his family and maybe we'll get there. But maybe not. I don't know. Maybe like that's why I'm I'm a little confused about is this a is this a Michael Jordan profile? Is this about the 97 season? Like, you know what I mean? What's the meat of it? And are we not going to get that deep into a character study for Jordan and his family and all See, that? See, here's the thing.
0: Episode four, I think it's episode four, sort of ends with the Bulls loss to the Jazz in 98 right before the All-Star yeah. break. So we're getting there. I feel like – I feel like I like, this is stupid. I could just look it up on the stream. But the last – I feel like the last three episodes will be about the actual last dance and then the last se- the last episode will be about now.
1: Maybe, hopefully. I hope so.
0: Is there any Rodman story or anecdote that you wish was in this that would maybe... Make people realize that this is the actual most interesting man. So you're, it's it's, it's fine. I should find a new word, but you read you read the vulture piece after the fact, and I listened to the Bill Simmons podcast after the fact, and they're saying like Rodman's not actually interesting. It's like that's fucking bullshit. Rodman is wait, still wait, the most wait. interesting. He's saying that? Bill Simmons is saying that. Bill Simmons and, and the other guy. But the point is this: Rodman, for what they're profiling and what the Rodman doc shows, yes, I can completely agree. It looks not interesting. It's just like some guy that dies his hair. But if you look at what he did during that time and how gender fluidity is not nearly as okay as is now that alone so they, didn't even, they didn't even touch the wedding no, they didn't touch the wedding like they kind of alluded to the wedding book signing kind of sort of but kind like of, but that was a big deal it was it was a very big deal
1: um <laughs> because you couldn't really explain it you're like well he's not gay
0: yeah he just likes to think. fuck
1: yeah like they and, and i mean it's sensitive right and then jordan's like and i walked in and i won't even tell you what was in the bed i'm like no tell us yeah <laughs> like wh- what was going on did he have like a tiger in the room what like, what what was happening
0: well based on carmen electra it was carmen electra and probably one other person that's it like what what's there okay. to say who cares a shit it's right Rod- ron yeah. also isn't married who cares here's what i want to talk about In the Carmen Electra-Dave Navarro MTV reality series based around them getting married, they're like, should we invite Rodman to the wedding? Like, that alone (laughs) is fucking fascinating. There's a Pearl Jam anecdote of, like, Eddie and the guys hanging out with Rodman going to a Jane's Addiction show in Vegas during this time. So, like, Carmen Electra-Dave Navarro, their inner circle's already in the same... The players are all here, and, like, five years later, she's marrying Dave Navarro. What the fuck happened? That's interesting.
1: Totally, and they also are just like. And then he goes to the Spurs, and he meets Madonna. I'm like, how? (laughs) How do you just meet Madonna playing for the San Antonio Spurs as a
0: rebounder? They kind of say like she reached out because he had demolition man hair. Like
1: that's no, come on, man, that ain't it. Like there's more to that story, and and that's a different doc, and that's kind of like a nightlife doc. And I, I don't know. I'd love I'd love to see more of it.
0: Here's the problem this is why we're never gonna get a good doc about Dennis Ryman. Is because all the players that are involved are either currently mentally unstable or they're convinced that they're a way bigger deal than they are and they can get like busted for cocaine possession from twenty two years ago. Oh maybe. Where it's possible. This is like even my wife said, like, who are these other guys at the table with him and Carmen Electra? Like do a deep dive into that.
1: Yes, 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 exactly.
0: Who's in, in Robin? inner were their inner cameras circle?
1: following him to Vegas? Like, he yes! needed this vacation, and did he call the press? Like, hey, guys, I'm going to land in Vegas, and uh, yeah, how did it all happen?
0: Did Jor- How did Jordan know which hotel he was staying at?
1: Yeah, and I mean, sort of similarly with Phil, we kind of, like, only scratched the surface on a lot of that stuff. Um, Phil comes out of this looking great when, in reality, he is a backstab. I love Phil Jackson first of all. Oh, yeah. Um, even even though he ruined my Knicks, I'm a Phil Jackson fan. But he's a hell of a backstabber and a snake. And he drove Doug Collins out of town behind the scenes. Like they don't really tell the full story of his conniving ways. Maybe maybe yet.
0: I don't know. Maybe I that's to come. I agree with you. Uh, could I ask you a few Knicks Phil Jackson questions? I'm really Please. glad we're speaking today. So when you were a kid. Phil Jackson as a Nick was not a thing anymore because it had been a long time since he played. So, like, like that being said, he has the last ring from the Knicks organization, is that correct? The last ring champion, yeah, the last Nick champion. So, when he came to the Knicks, which year was that? It was, like, 2010?
1: No, 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 after that, maybe 13 or something. Okay,
0: were Um, you, did you guys have high expectations?
1: I was thrilled. Okay. Thrilled, over the moon. Now this I remember I remember I was still working at Roberta's running a radio station in, in Brooklyn in Bushwick and um Action Bronson happened to be at Roberta's that day and I'm, I wore a Nick's hat every day and I walked through the dining room and Action Bronson uncharacter he just like stops me, he goes, Hey yo, Phil's here, baby. You know, like we were all really excited, Knicks fans.
0: But I was barely following the NBA at this point. I just knew, like, I loved LeBron, and I couldn't like D-Rose, which bummed me out, and therefore I got into wrestling two years later. So everyone knew Phil Jackson didn't really want the gig, right? No, he wanted the gig. I thought it was just like they threw so much money at him, he couldn't say no.
1: But he had been trying to be – he wanted to be an executive for a while. He was looking for his kind of, like, last –
0: tense so to speak.
1: Okay, so this <laughs> um, is Phil Jackson the, G. With the Yeah, he I think he was in talks with like the Sonics before they moved in Seattle. He he had flirted with it a, a bunch. Um so I don't know, I assumed that he wanted to. And the big thing for Knicks fans, this was the first time that Jim Dolan got up there, owner of the Knicks, and in a press conference he said I don't know basketball. I am no longer going to make basketball decisions. If you have a basketball question, ask Phil. It's all on Phil. I'm out. I'm not getting involved. So this was like such a glimmer of hope for us. We're like, finally, okay. Now the buck stops with Phil.
0: Now this is where I should have done some basic research. But So this is, they already have Carmelo Anthony at this point? Correct. Okay. And they kept him for what, three more years? So one of Phil's defining
1: moves was re-signing him to a max deal. And there was, you know, conversations on whether or not to do that. Was Phil going to build a team and the triangle around Mello? Was he going to be the cornerstone? Were they going to start over? And ultimately, he he does re-sign Mello for the Max.
0: In hindsight, was that the correct decision? No, no, it wasn't. Um, At the time, was that the correct decision? I was on the
1: fence about it. Um... I think I had a little bit of blind faith that, like, well, if if Phil made this decision, then he has, you know, metaphorically smoked the peace pipe with Melo, and, like, they're on the same page, and he's going to lean into the triangle, and they're going to do this thing.
0: Now, this is I'm all after, after Isaiah all, Thomas know. as the Knicks head oh, coach. Well is that after, correct?
1: Yeah, that, that had been a lot, that had long past.
0: Now, Isaiah Thomas was part of the Knicks organization from win to win.
1: Um, I'll have to check on that but I want to say it's about 2005 to 2009.
0: So um, if memory memory serves correct there aren't there's one playoff appearance in that run.
1: Oh I don't think I don't think that uh, Isaiah made playoff. The so they were bad the whole time. It was, it was one of the worst 10 years of, of a league executive that that's uh, ever happened. And this um, is so why I'm asking you about me until 2008. Was.
0: So that's a long time
1: yeah it okay. was a disaster
0: now he i have a weird relation to isaiah thomas because he went to saint joe's which is the town i grew up in from zero to 14 so uh-huh. there was this weird like love of isaiah thomas the like sort of local guy but also like fuck isaiah thomas because he's part of the bad boys yep and then um i was a victim advocate and i just remember he did something really bad when he was part of the knicks is that correct
1: yeah well there's many things but there was a sexual harassment um case brought against him
0: that's what i thought okay
1: yeah anucha brown saunders um that yeah amongst other things i mean the stories about those knicks are just insane like eating mcdonald's at halftime in the locker room just smoking just a mess a disaster it sounds like if this
0: was the 70s they'd be like cool but in the mid-aughts it's like you should stop that that's that's
1: right. Exactly. He was he was yep, spot on. Um, he's also just not a good executive. He just made bad decisions. I mean, he's kind of destroyed everything he's touched. I okay, mean, so that's what I wanted to get into. He's part owner of the Raptors. He's still part owner of the Raptors, or was? No, no, no. He was. That was okay. the first thing that happened. Kind of like after he retired, he became like a part owner of the Raptors. Um, and then he went on to destroy the CBA. Oh, I didn't know that. He became owner of the CBA and um destroyed it. And then the Knicks, then the Pacers. Then the pay- he co- but he- coached the Pacers su- succeeding Larry Bird, which is crazy. does isn't um, any
0: Okay, so he does then Pacers, then the Knicks,
1: um then the Knicks. Yeah.
0: And then what has he been doing since 2008? I really should have done some basic research. <laughs>
1: well, see, once a Nick, always a Nick, and when you when you win the loyalty of Jim Dolan, you don't lose it. Um so he was hired as team president of the Liberty, the WNBA team that MSG <laughs> owns. That very seldomly gets talked about. But that was 2015. He was fired in 2009, I suppose. He went to go teach. Uh, I mean, he he coached in college at um, some Florida school, FIU, and um, didn't do well there. Started broadcasting, and then, yeah, became president of the Liberty. And then they hired Bill Lambert as the coach of the Liberty. That's amazing. The Liberty finished first in the Eastern Conference and did very well.
0: That's amazing.
1: Um, I don't believe he's any longer involved in the Liberty. I think he's just on NBA TV now. Um,
0: interesting dude. I'd say Isaiah Thomas's last 22 years is more interesting than The Last Dance. And I like The Last Dance. Oh, hell yeah.
1: So interesting. He, had a, he almost overdosed on sleeping pills. Come on. In two, 2008, yes. 2008. So he accidentally took an overdose of Lunesta, which is a sleep med. Wow. Yeah. Weird. T- t- that post playing career Isaiah Thomas is fascinating.
0: Even playing career Isaiah Thomas, like, dude thought he was Mr. Chicago, even though Chicago hated him. And he was Mr. Chicago. Like he did all the things. Like, oh, it's so fascinating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he goes on to coach, you know, the Pacers that uh I might be wrong. No, I'm right. So that Pacers team, the Malice in the Palace team, um, was coached by Rick Carlisle. But that was the first season of Rick Carlisle. That was Isaiah's team. Jesus so you could even Jesus. say that, like those, you know, that 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 had brewed when he coached them, because wow. he was coaching Ron Artest, Al Harrington, Jermaine O'Neal, uh, Reggie Miller was still on the team, and Isaiah was the coach of that team oh right before. God. Yeah, right.
0: I like Reggie Miller as an announcer. Am oh, I crazy? I yeah.
1: Is he okay? He's very, I don't like him.
0: I like him just fine. <laughs> All right. All right,
1: cool. I mean, I'm a Knicks um, fan too, so like, that's, you know.
0: That's fair. That's fair. That's probably my favorite game I've ever, besides like game seven, 2016, my favorite game ever is definitely like the Spike Lee, Reggie, non-Bulls game, Reggie Miller-Spike Lee.
1: Yeah, I know. I think I said this last time we spoke, but everyone's like, oh, man, must be rough watching the Knicks. I'm like, no, 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 no. That that Reggie Miller 30 for 30, that's what, that's what kills me.
0: But did you notice that even in, I think it was the Robin episode, there's like yet another, like, Jordan is such a competitor and it's like a portrait of him dunking over Ewing.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like, he was, come on. Everybody was getting dunked on by Jordan. So eh, not everybody was getting their hearts ripped out by Reggie Miller.
0: Let's move on to Phil Jackson, episode four. I think that the Native American stuff has not aged poorly. What do you think? I don't think so. You
1: mean okay. what, in that it, like, potentially problematic or- Yeah,
0: like, potentially big... problematic because- I
1: didn't, I didn't think so. I thought yeah. it was genuine and I didn't feel that way.
0: I think Phil Jackson is maybe the smartest on-camera guy yeah. in the history of basketball.
1: Oh, he's amazing. He, watching him talk is wonderful. He's he's he, he also just has a soothing voice and disposition oh, so good. to him. So good, He's just very thoughtful. He doesn't waste words. He's thoughtful with his words. He's a master. Yeah, he is. Did you read any
0: Phil Jackson books? I have not read the Eleven Rings book. I, I have I not read that. I've read uh, a few of them. My favorite, number one, not even close, is the the one he thought was going to be about the last season of him coaching the Lakers.
1: Oh yeah, and I mean then he I've comes back later. All these, but yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Holy shit, that's a great book. And he's... then number two, Sacred Hoops. As a Bulls fan, like as a kid growing up, it's like, oh, this is cool. Like he gave Stacey King a Beavis and Butthead book because <laughs> he's got book recommendations for who he gave what.
1: So I was thinking during the Phil Jackson episode, I don't know if you remember, but there was this whole fallout with LeBron where he made some comment about LeBron and his posse. I do and... not. Okay, so I don't re- remember exactly when that was. I'll see very quickly. But he, he um, around 2016, I guess. So, you know, he used the word posse to describe LeBron's entourage. Mm-hmm. And LeBron and others came out and kind of took, you know, uh, offense uh, with that, saying it's kind of a racially charged word. He's out of touch. Um, I wondered if, and there was a big kind of blowback. Not only that, but he's also alienating Carmelo at the time. There's a revolt against him. No one wants to play the triangle. He wasn't very popular around the league. And as a Knicks fan, that's the thing. We thought Phil was going to attract all this talent. And they're like, actually, LeBron hates Phil. No one fucks with Phil. I was wondering if if players watching this doc now see the care that he was kind of like giving to these players on a personal level and being like, hey, maybe Phil's not so bad.
0: I think it was more like, fuck you, Phil Jackson's full of shit. Probably. <laughs> or Phil Jackson changed rem- like dramatically post bulls
1: i mean i don't know not really he here's why I, I gotta
0: call bullshit and this no is way. why i want the wives involved none of them are married to their first wives phil jackson's not scotty's not michael's not i want to know what they think because at the time when phil's still coach of the bulls he was still with his first wife and then what does he do he becomes a laker and ends up marrying Jeannie bus hollywood that's what I mean. I mean, Phil changed. You don't do, you, you change as a human being. It's not good. It's not bad. He just changed. So after dealing with Kobe for so many years, was he just fucking over it? And it's like, you know what? I'm sick of this. It's either you're doing it my way. I've won all the rings or you're out. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. I have no idea, but that's what I would assume. <laughs> yeah.
1: Man, Phil, but Chicago era, Phil Jackson was just. He was the best. Yeah.
0: He was the best. That being said, Pat Riley might have been just as good, and Chuck Daly might have just been as good, except they were a little like this is the this is the '90s version versus the late '80s, mid '80s version of it.
1: Well, right, this doc doesn't really contextualize things. This is meant to make all of the subjects heroes, and you know, yes, I, I think you could say Pat Riley's better. better. Um, Pat Riley has, I think, as many rings and has continued to dominate in everything he's touched. People Pat Riley seem to has not like lost. to
0: play for Pat Riley.
1: He has not lost. That's the thing. The next chapter was a stain on Phil Jackson's career. That was unfortunate for him because previously everything he touched had been championships. Mm -hmm. And Riley moved into being an executive and has continued to just dominate. You know, he brought together LeBron, Bosch and Wade. He still has fielded a competitive team constantly. He's never, you know, nothing he's touched has turned to shit. If Chuck Daly
0: doesn't get, if the Pistons don't, I think Royally fuck up and get rid of Chuck Daly Does Rodman retire a piston? Potentially, right? Yeah, because I think he doesn't commit, he doesn't almost commit suicide if Chuck Daly's still there, it seems.
1: Probably not, but again, who fucking knows?
0: I had a one quick aside, and I mentioned mentioning this like 20-something-odd minutes into the show because by this point you're either with me or against me. Uh, I think that the major difference between a Nirvana fan and a Pearl Jam fan is a Nirvana fan shows up to the practice facility with a gun and goddamn uses it, unlike Dennis Rodman, who is a Pearl Jam stan.
1: <laughs> he was wearing a Pearl Jam shirt in one of the scenes right. in the stock wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Also, awesome.
0: I go over this as often as possible. His book, As Bad As I Want To Be, opens with the lyrics... Of Alive by Pearl Jam.
1: Wow! It opens See, with the suicide that's, that's so or, or rich, lack that's thereof. So rich, he he is like the ultimate '90s guy. Yeah,
0: yes, he touched he
1: is. almost like everything. He still is. Is there a more? No, it's like. Oof. Yeah there's hopefully this this gets people thinking about him more. I think there's a lot more to explore with him.
0: As soon as you bring and in you the wrestling Twitter, though you see
1: everybody like remembering like oh my god of course yeah I, you know I saw somebody post the Pizza Hut commercial with him and David Robinson you know it's like eat your pizza backwards stuff crust yeah. there's so many memories from our childhoods.
0: If, it's not even that though, a, though but cuz as soon as you bring in wrestling it's super easy to dismiss and say this guy's not important.
1: I guess. That's it. For some people
0: for For some people, for the fucking majority of the world, the goddamn WWE Hall of Famers are the president for this reason. Uh Okay. So the Phil stuff I thought was really interesting because they didn't shy away from any of the Native American stuff. And I kind of thought they would. So I don't know why I'm like surprised by this.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was taken aback by two as i started seeing them do it i'm like uh oh is this gonna you know not look so great now um but i don't know i mean was there blowback at the time i thought it was interesting when he was like oh when i was a kid i was always the indian when we played cowboys and indians but that was kind of funny
0: just on tw- just on my like t- twitter feed but clearly everyone's twitter feed is curated and like i'm blatantly in a liberal bubble so yeah. i understand all that stuff I'm just surprised that they like leaned into it so much because it was a really big deal that like oh yeah Phil likes meditation and yoga like what what a crazy dude
1: Yeah well at the time it was very crazy
0: I can't imagine one team now like not doing essentially yoga
1: Well I mean the Knicks see, this is the thing he he tried to like do all these things with the Knicks and it just kind of backfired man like These they had a mindfulness coach that apparently nobody really listened to when they had draft workouts. His one of his top scouts, this guy Clarence Gaines, um, longtime friend and a really great scout. He, when they had the the workouts for the potential players they were going to draft, they had Clarence Gaines for no reason dressed head to toe in like traditional African clothing and like a dashiki. And Phil, they're asking Phil, like, why? And he's like, just trying to catch people off guard,
0: see how they respond.
1: And it just didn't, it wasn't working, you know. Is like, hey, this can guy tell- your,
0: your friend or Phil's friend? What? You said long-time friend. Phil's friend or your friend? Phil's long-time okay. friend.
1: Okay. Phil's long-time friend. No, an old an old dude in the NBA. Yeah. It, it's just all these kind of Phil shenanigans just weren't really working, and you could just tell he was kind of out of touch. And the league has changed. It's a different league. The players have a lot more agency than they did. Yeah. Um, back then you were kind of on a team and you listened to your coach. Now it's like players have a lot of personal coaches and they have personal trainers. And they have their own, you know, it's less, I think, unified than it was then.
0: I don't know about that. Cause I, I feel like it's team to team because uh, like I, I, The movement around the league is, is much quicker now. You didn't No, no like, I understand that. Just, I understand that. But like it, it's really, I don't know. It, it just feels like a respect thing. And if you're going to treat other people with respect, you're going to get respect back. Like Doug Collins respected the hell out of Michael Jordan. Therefore, Michael Jordan loved playing for Doug Collins.
1: Right. But Phil wasn't coaching the Knicks, and that was the problem. And, okay. you know, when, when you're not in lockstep with everybody in the organization, you have Derek Fisher coaching, and Fisher kind of like secretly doesn't want to run the triangle, but then Phil's telling him he has to, and yeah, it just didn't work
0: could you explain for me why people didn't like the triangle i understand that like jordan didn't want it at first because it seemed like he couldn't score as much but clearly that was proven incorrect
1: well it's not natural it's not how most people are taught to play basketball it's really fucking hard to learn it takes a long time and at a certain point you're just getting impatient and you're like i want to do what i can do well and i'm sick of this and you're making me a worse player like give me the ball and let me dribble
0: it's so um weird. you know
1: it it, it it's it's So many players rely on their dribbling and penetration, and it takes that away. And that's why it never made sense to me why he thought Derrick Rose was going to – like when Derrick Rose comes to the Knicks, I'm like, that's not a triangle guy. He dribbles and drives. That's the opposite of what the triangle is supposed to be. Yeah, but the triangle
0: is the only thing that could have stretched that guy's career. That's not true. Derrick Rose scored 50 points this season. Yeah, I know, like once. He's doing better on the Timberwolves than he
1: did on the Knicks.
0: That's fair. I thought he was a piston. Yeah.
1: he was a piston. I'm sorry. He, he got traded the Pistons too. He's been moving around. Uh, what do you hope happens in episodes five and six? Oh man, um, more off court stuff. Yeah, and and I, I think well, I think we're probably going to get his dad's death next we have I'm to guessing. right like we've yeah, sort of like been time alluding time. to it
0: it's an episode two it's an episode i think three well, you
1: sort of see him in the locker room when they yeah. win the championship but they don't really touch on it so i'm
0: guessing that was the foreshadowing of like
1: we're gonna get there
0: well we're going in chronological order so we still have to do the blazers and the Suns, and then oh, the
1: yeah i guess so well then maybe at least they can build some some story up and we can learn more about his dad and the relationship with his dad
0: do you think Scottie Pippen? Th- this is also one of the major narratives. This is the MJ is the best ever, and also Scottie Pippen was underpaid, and it's a sin. Mm-hmm. Do you think Scottie Pippen was underpaid? Of and course, he was. Do you think Scottie Pippen had any right to be upset? Not really. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, I mean he—he he, it is his decision. You know, no one forced him to do that it was it was a shrewd move by kraus yeah here's the thing Krauss was a great executive yeah <laughs> and, and you know what all this like how could he dennis rodman in that 97 season is 36 years old yeah jordan's 34 pippen somewhere like he was correct to be looking towards the future as an executive it sucked for fans, and it made no sense because, like, why break up a
0: good thing? But it made total sense. Do you, do you think the strike made Bulls fans or the NBA be more okay with how this ended?
1: Yeah, that's a great point. It kind of did give us a moment to just wipe it away.
0: Yeah. Was it it wasn't think... the
1: following season. It was the season after the following season, right?
0: No, the 98-99 the season was short. It was a ni-
1: I thought it was the ninety 99- nine. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So it was so, the following
0: season. I don't think there was a basketball game after the Bulls defeat the Jazz in six until ninety nine. An NBA game until ninety nine.
1: Yeah, that's that's true, and I, that does not happen without Jordan leaving, probably. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a really good point. And then, uh, yeah, then my Knicks make the finals. <laughs> do you th- Patrick, Patrick Ewing was the president of the Players Association during that lockout?
0: Yeah, man. Do you still like Ewing? Of course, I love Ewing. Do What's you like- not to love about that guy? You never won. Do you like Charles Oakley more because of the stock? No, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you- a piece of shit. Who's more? Who's a better person, Charles Oakley or Dolan?
1: Uh, oh man, I, Dol, Dolan's not a bad person.
0: <laughs> You're brainwashed.
1: Ah, I, I, it's too close to call, man. Oakley is a raging homophobe, a drunk. A, he's not a
0: good dude. Yeah, I know. Oakley's not a good dude. Who's a better dude, Oakley or Isaiah Thomas? <laughs> Uh on paper you'd have
1: to say Oakley, but I don't I don't know with I don't know for sure.
0: That's the power ranking I want. Who's the worst people in this documentary? <laughs> well,
1: Isaiah Oak, um You could put Jordan I on the mean, list. Most people most people would put Krauss on the list, but I'm yeah. not I'm not there.
0: Just Chicago fans would put Krauss number one.
1: Yeah, basically. I mean that scene where he's dancing.
0: Whew.
1: Oh, be nice.
0: <laughs> be nice. He's a dead man. Yes, it's true. I'm I was a shrewd, shrewd executive. I don't, I, I, even at the time I was like, apparently I reached out to all my friends, uh, not all, some of my friends about this. And he's like, yeah, we all wouldn't make fun of Kraus for saying like players don't win championships. And I was like, I, you remember that as nuts to me. Like that was a talking point of our eighth grade class. Wow. That's, but he's, he's right. Krause is totally right, 100% right. Yeah, he's totally right. Yeah, that's the moral of the story. Michael Jordan is the best ever. Jerry Krause was still right. Yeah. So
1: it looks like ticket sales and uh, fan attendance, Steph Lynn ratings all went down after the lockout for sure. Um, and that kind of changed the the contract structure for players. So the NBA really did. That is like a clean break in NBA history, That that lockout and this season really. You're watching kind of not only the end of the Bulls, but the end of an entire NBA era.
0: Do you think that this season, the current season, 1920, the giant question mark season, is this similar to that? Is this yeah, also going to be the last of – so, like, I'd say the Bulls – you could do, like, I don't know, Dr. J to the 98 Bulls. is like that's one chunk, and then everything is, like, pre-that, right? And then well you're
1: talking like you're talking like Lakers Lakers Celtics exactly NBA yeah. Pistons and then Bulls NBA Yeah absorbing then, the
0: ABA to the end of, to 98 is yeah. one and then 99 to now is another
1: Yeah well a lot happens in 99 to now um yeah. there's Iverson there's Kobe there's Shaq and then LeBron so you might even have to like split that up into two When did um, yeah.
0: No I got to disagree because you still get Shaq no, I no I can't agree with you on that because Shaq is the only one that really took advantage of like all of the contract situations, the contract situations still being the same as they are when Shaq took advantage hey, how of. About,
1: how about this? How about this? Let's let's draw the line at the big 3 in Miami then. Cuz I do think that changed the league. Hmm. When LeBron decided wow. to leave Cleveland and team up with, you know, that that super team. So the
0: big 3 era is like another that's yeah, because then,
1: then everybody started trying to get their their own super their big three, and you know Durant going to the Warriors, and everybody kind of doing that. That's a the good point. consolidation of power.
0: It'll be interesting um, to see though, like at all sports. Like if the money's not there, how will things change? Because the NBA is not going to be able to guarantee these contracts, and like no league will be able to maintain. Maybe the NFL, but <laughs> no reasonable league we'll be able to pay these guys nearly as much as they were getting six months ago.
1: You know, there may be a lockout after we come back. Like things are going to get really funky and weird. Um, and what's strange is if, if this is the end of a chapter, think about how weird it is to have ended with Kobe dying, LeBron playing for the Lakers and not being able to even have a shot at his last dance because he's 35 so it's a weird end to a chapter, you know? I'll put
0: down oh, this is a long-term bet, but LeBron wins at least one more.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't bet against that. Yeah. I would bet I wouldn't bet
0: against that. I want to I want to see LeBron and Brony win one together. Ah, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, it would. That would be very nice and I hope it, it happens. Would. Me too.